When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you'd have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today we're joined by my fabulous friend, Alyssa Amoroso. She is a former publicist turned current social media influencer, on-air personality, and host of Tea with Publicity podcast, which explores taboo female topics and mental health. Welcome, Alyssa. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We're so excited to have you here. For those who aren't familiar with your work, give us the spiel. How did you start? one one Yeah. Um, you did a really good job at kind of like putting it all together in the intro, but (laughs) that is correct. I was a former publicist and that's where like the name publicity kind of is born from Mm -hmm. because it's a play on words between my nickname Liss and then obviously the word publicity. She did it before Nick Kroll? I didn't know after. Oh, (laughs) after publicity? (laughs) I'm pretty pretty sure it was after, but I didn't know about it. That a parallel thinking, and well, you know, it's a little play on words. I yeah. actually stole that concept from an old boss because her name was Melissa, mm-hmm. and her like handle was like Missy Publicity, and I was like, oh, it wrong. Like I didn't even think my name could fit in there somehow. <laughs> and then my friends was like, what about Publicity? And I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. So I had the nickname before I even started like doing any of this professionally. Unreal. That's just like what I made my Instagram. Amazing. And then eventually, like I was doing the whole social media thing back in the day, it was like blogs and Instagram. And then once I reached like a certain amount of followers on Instagram, I like quit my PR job, Mm -hmm. started my podcast. And it's just been a whirlwind. Like I feel like I've pivoted so many times because since I've been doing it for so many years, Mm -hmm. I was here when there was no TikTok. I was here when there were like I said, there were blogs. Like I've just seen the ebbs and flows of what's like cool and what's not cool. And I just, I, I swear, like I've seen it all. And um, now I'm like doing it full time. My podcast, doing it for TikTok, you. Instagram. Yeah. Unreal. Oh, congrats. That's yeah, really amazing. I always say like Thank you. Us, us people that work in entertainment, we always mm-hmm. have like 20 jobs because always. just as you said, everything keeps changing. You constantly need to adapt. And that's just how you mm-hmm. stay successful. And so. you have to wear many, many hats, which you do yes. in life and in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like literally too. So many hats. <laughs> Um, when you were doing publicity, when you were a publicist, what kind of publicist were you? Were you working for celebrities or brands or what type of thing? So I like joke that I've actually touched every part of the industry. So my Mm -hmm. first, originally I wanted, I love entertainment. So when I first started, I wanted to be a celebrity stylist. Uh Uh-huh. Then I'm like, wait, fashion isn't for me. It's like too cutthroat, but I still want to work in the entertainment industry. So I went into celebrity PR Uh and my first two jobs were like working events and big, like splashy, you know, like the VMAs, the every big event, working with rappers, athletes. And it was so fun, but I was just like burnt out. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the consumer side of PR where I worked with like, Neosporin and Johnson's and Band-Aid and like more of like Mm. the consumer products, secret deodorant. Um, And that's where I like really started seeing the influencer 
stuff, ah. um, like on the consumer side. I was okay. like, these people are making so much money. What? Like, I need to do this. <laughs> so, oh. like, I kind of just then started it as like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you started doing publicity for, for yourself. yourself. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing publicity for myself since I was like out of the womb. Like, in <laughs> hind- no, I swear, because like in hindsight now, I'm like, oh my god, I talked my way into college. Mm. I pitched myself to admissions. Mm-hmm. I would write this woman like a pitch email, the woman that like headed up admissions, and be like, "This is why I think I should be accepted." Yeah, and then I got in like through pitching admissions, basically. Oh my god! Amazing. And, and, and then you did like a press release, like Alyssa's going to school. <laughs> <laughs> Announcement yeah. in the, the Montville newspaper. No, I um, I, I like didn't even realize I was doing it then until mm. now. I look back and I'm like, oh my god, I was like always my own publicist. Yeah, it's so interesting that you said that you didn't think fashion was for you because. Mm. The industry is so cutthroat and stuff. Um, because when I do think of you, obviously I think of tea, I think of, you know, gossip and fun, but I think of fashion a lot. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I love fashion. So yeah. I still like fashion, but I've tried not to make it I didn't want it to be my career. Uh-huh. In in the sense of like professionally um pursuing like celebrity styling or something, because I noticed that my internship where I realized that I was interning at Elle magazine. Mm-hmm. And I remember these girls that I was interning with, like, a, you know, side by side, they just were so passionate. Like, they would come in every day. I'm in college. I liked fashion. I didn't really know designer names. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, these um, Louis Vuitton shoes mm-hmm. and these Mew Mew this. And I'm like, we're 16. Like, yeah. Wow what? Like, I don't even understand. And I just, it kind of hit me like a brick where I was like, I don't think I love it as much as this girl. Yeah. I mean, you don't love it in the same way. The fashion girlies, they worship fashion at the altar. Like it is their whole lives. And it's, it's crazy because you really do need to have that level of passion to be involved in it. Cause otherwise you would just hate yourself because fashion is so, like you said, so cutthroat people burn out really easily. Yeah. There's like a really high mm-hmm. turnover. So you have to be so, so in love with it to pursue it, I think. Yeah. And I remember being really overwhelmed because a lot of the people that I was interning with were like unpaid interns at the age of like 26 mm-hmm. because they're like just waiting for their foot in their the door. Big break. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. Like I need to actually make money. That's the thing too, I would say is like, you can have a love of fashion that is not the love of the fashion industry. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think you have a love for dressing. You dress really well. I'm always very like inspired when I see what you're posting, even if it's like a, like a sweatsuit day. I'm like, oh, that's a sick ass sweatsuit. And like, she looks amazing. And like, that's inspiring. Um, has fashion or has dressing always been a passion of yours? I think it's just like something that I'm so innately drawn to just like style and design. Like I'd say as I get older now, I'm noticing it more within like home decor, even Mm. just the way I like to like collect things and put things together. And I recently actually, before I moved to LA, like a month ago, I took a sewing class in New York Uh because I have this like idea and this concept for this brand because like I know we're gonna be talking about how to dress for your body because I'm not seeing a lot of clothes that I feel like fit perfectly and I have this like idea of how I envision things fitting Mm. so I took a sewing class because I really think I might just start making some of my own clothes I know this is like I I have no idea what I'm doing by the way like but I was just like this will be a fun hobby not knowing anything yeah and I want to just start like trying to play around and then if that develops into like a fashion line down the road great but right now I'm just doing it because I want to be able to alter things Mm -hmm. yeah I'm with you girl I'm with you that's the dream I love watching or I used to I haven't watched it in a while but on YouTube you see people who go into thrift stores and they'll buy like a big ass prairie 
Mary dress. Yes. Yep. And then they'll modify it and turn it into like a cute little cocktail dress. If you like yes. that, I'll send you some TikToks. Uh, so you can send me no, all the okay. TikToks for me. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Yeah. I started following these girls on TikTok who were like making sustainable fashion from mm-hmm. like going to thrift stores. They'd be like, I spent three cents on this. And here's like a two piece outfit that looks like you literally got it at like this high end brand. And that was really appealing to me. Yeah. And I just want to start doing that. So yes, I'm into it and I'm into clothes, but also my body's changed. And yeah. like, I think that's come with a lot of struggles. Like mm. I get insecure. So I try to cover mm-hmm. and then other the people kind of say, don't cover that actually makes you look worse uh-huh. and bigger and you're hiding your body. And I see, I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but I follow so many curvy girls, Yeah, but they're all really freaking tall. Uh, I'm 5'3". Yeah. I'm like, same. I'm 5'2". What looks good on a size 12 in like a 5'3 body versus a 5'10 body is very different. Like we carry our weight differently. So completely different. Yeah, I still struggle with that because you know, I look that's, at people. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're bringing up a very good point because like when we're talking about inclusivity and when we're talking about representation, mm-hmm. it still is true that most of the plus size people that you see, whether it be social media or in magazines or online, they're they, still hourglass. Yeah, they are plus size, but they are still yes. very proportionate, yeah. tall, like you said, and with perfect Barbie doll features. And, yep. you know, so we're still... No double chin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like they'll be, like, a bigger size categorically, but they With don't chin have, that like, can cut rolls. Glass. <laughs> yes! Yeah. With, like, a jawline that's, like, like sucked in. And yeah. I'm like, this isn't... And, hey, good for them. Good like, for damn. you in your life. I think... I think that's so sexy when you're like a bigger girl with a snatched face and like an hourglass figure. Like I'm like, damn, like that's the dream. Yeah, totally. It's just not how I feel all the time. And like it's it's hard. It messes with my mind. Totally. And not everybody's body is the same. Actually, most people's bodies are different. So that's why I love that you first brought up sewing and tailoring because I feel like when it comes to style and stuff you can buy something very fashionable but does it fit and like Mm -hmm. if you need to get it hemmed do you get it hemmed yeah and Uh, i think we we like we fool ourselves into thinking that things are supposed to fit off the rack mm -hmm. but really they're not and if you You'll start to notice this even, dear listeners, when you're shopping online, when you're on a website, uh, whether it be, you know, low end, high end, whatever, a lot of the time, whether it's a plus size model or a straight size model, the clothes are clipped. They're clipped in the to back. To fit them yes. perfectly. Yeah. So even 10 out that of 10 person, times. Yeah. 10 out of 10 yeah. times. 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, it's not just sometimes, like they're clipped. Also, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but one time I went on this rant because someone told me that, you know, those fast fashion websites where you look at these clothes on these curvy bodies and you're like, damn, like that looks great. And then you get it in the mail and it's like tissue paper. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, how did this? Yeah. Someone told me that the samples, I don't know if this is true, but someone said the samples that they show on the models are, different are actually fabric. made with high, yes, they're yeah. higher end quality. Insane. We're just being gaslit all over the place. All over the, the it same just way blew my mind. that when they show you cereal in a commercial, that's not milk, it's glue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your 
nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So you were saying that your body changed a lot. Um, yes. Did you have trouble dressing in that time? Like, what was that experience like for you? So I, I went through, I mean, I think I'm still in it. I've been in four years of like... What's the word I want to call it? Like holding myself back because of the changes that I've seen, uh-huh. which is like really unfortunate, but it's mm-hmm. just the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. I grew up always like average. Like I was never skinny. Mm-hmm. I was never bigger. Like I was average, but like cute body. Like I had big boobs. Like f- I felt so confident. I didn't care, even though back then I was probably still like a large in Zara. Like I felt great. But like at the time, my point is I felt like that was like, whoa, I'm a large, you know? Mm, yeah. But it wasn't until like 2018, 19, where this sounds crazy, but I actually got mold poisoning from one of my apartments in whoa. New York. Yeah. Oh, that sounds and I traumatizing. This, I know this now. I didn't know this then. And oh. I was, I became severely depressed for like literally the first time in my entire life. I've never had depression and I put on like 40 pounds, like however much weight I put on in like a year because I was just isolating and I was depressed and I was eating, but I developed this intolerance where eating gluten was making me achy. So when you feel like you have a fever 24 seven, what do you want? Like toast, pasta with butter. Like, so I was just feeding the beast. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that's what it was. So I felt achy. I'm not exaggerating for a year of my life. Like, but here's my question. How did you find out about the mold? Because finally, after all of this, I went to every doctor under the sun, like, they were testing me for MS for uh-huh. like really serious things. Like yeah. they were looking at my brain because I kept saying my like extremities are achy. Yeah. And they were like, this is not, you know, we found out I had Lyme disease, like all of these things. It was crazy. Oh. And then finally I went to a functional medicine doctor who actually looks at like food and allergies. And she was like, let's do an elimination diet. Let's do this. She did all of these like blood tests and like my markers for infection were really high. Mm-hmm. And she, we were talking and whatever, we, we just pieced it together. And I'd say like, since then I've been on a healing journey, but the bad part of that year was that I developed really unhealthy eating patterns Okay, through that. Like I never had problems with food before then, but that like weird time, although I'm better and I'm not achy anymore, I'm still kind of in this weird like food pattern Uh because I just like developed these weird 
things to comfort me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you eat when you're sad. So, mm-hmm. I, and like, I'm still kind of working through that. So my body changed so much so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I want to lose weight. Like, that's why I've never branded myself online as like this. I try honestly not to talk about it that much because I don't want to be known as like body positive XYZ. Yeah. Cause I'm unhappy. Right. It. I, you know, I, I think that's very I'm glad that you're being honest about that, because I think a lot of people have a hard time saying that they want to lose weight. Well, like, it feels like a judgment of anybody else's body. That's the same size, you know, right. Sometimes, which of course, which it's not. It's not. You're just uncomfortable. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. But I just wonder, I'm thinking back to <laughs> this diet change that you've mm-hmm. had. And I, I'm curious. Well, I'm curious about multiple things. But first of all, are you judging yourself for these changes that you've made to your diet? Like, are you judging yourself for eating more quote junk food or are you like, are you being kind to yourself in that, in those moments? Or are you kind of like, I shouldn't be eating this, but fuck it. Mm. Like I want to know about your attitude because I think that that quite often plays into when we start to experience health issues and stuff. I think your outlook and how you're perceiving Mm. these health changes could be adding to that. Yeah, I think I've been struggling with my self-talk for a few years. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because, like I said, I was so confident. Like, I was the most confident person. And then when this happened, I developed, like, negative thoughts about myself that I didn't have before. It's also – it's hand in hand with a depression, so you're associating exactly. the weight gain with this really terrible time in your life. Like I think it's very mentally wrapped up in itself. And the inflammation. And they say when yeah. you're in like a state like that, you do develop like weird coping mechanisms or mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And like I work on this all. Like I, I see a nutritionist. I see a therapist. Um, and like, I'm very aware that's mm-hmm. the thing Yeah, I, I have the, I have the awareness of like having these individuals. It's more just like the struggle with changing things because this is my thing. I've been anti-diet for like a yeah. year or two now yeah. because I know I've been restricted before and I've lost weight, but then I put it back. Uh, of course. So I've yeah. been, yeah. I, I've been anti-diet, but then you still fall into these weird, like, patterns and then nothing changes and it's it's mm-hmm. just it's mentally taxing yeah. like of course. it really is yeah. of course and i always say like if if every time you're sad or every time you're bored or anxious or stressed you're turning to food that's not going to that's only going to exacerbate your problems cuz you're kind of sweeping yeah. them under the rug you're not really acknowledging them but i also think that emotional eating we like judge ourselves for it. It's like and it's, so necessary. It's not sometimes. a bad thing. Yeah. Like I think sometimes mm. it's actually so soothing and so good to be able to eat something and, and feel a little better or feel less bored or feel less stressed. And when it becomes like when it gets to a point where you're like, I'm terrible for doing this, then I think then it can spiral out of control. And like you can mm-hmm. feel like it's it's going to a really negative place. Yeah. Whereas if you didn't judge yourself in the first place, you could move on with your you day. You could just move on with your day. And, yeah. and that would just be yeah. like, oh, I overate. But yeah. it's not a big deal. 100 percent. Yeah. And I think like I think I struggle with um um, I bet people out there actually will be able to relate to this. I struggle with having food allergies and feeling like I'm restricting myself. Oh my because, God. I was literally thinking about that this morning. Yes. It's a really big mental, like it really messes with you because, and this is why I have the nutritionist and uh-huh. she's not really a nutritionist. She's almost more like a life coach. Uh-huh. Um, She basically, we talk through this because I can't eat gluten. Uh So when I'm out in public and people are being what I perceive as quote unquote normal, eating pizza and burgers and this and that, and I'm not having it, then I feel like I'm restricting myself. And that messes with my diet brain because then I go home or then a month goes by and I'm like, I want to binge on pizza Mm -hmm. because I've been restricting myself from it. But it's like reframing it no, I'm not restricting myself. Like, I can't have that because that makes me sick. I'm keeping myself healthy. Yes. Like, you, it's reframing. Like, yeah. I'm doing this for me because I love myself and I want to feel right. really healthy. But, like, restricting in essence feels like 
dieting. Like I was literally thinking yes. about, oh, like, yeah, intuitive eating is so fun. And, uh, and I go, but what about for people who are kosher or allergic mm-hmm. to things or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, then you're still thinking about it. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Circling back to fashion, though, did you ever work as a stylist or have you delved into styling? I'm I'm going based on Remy said that you had delved into styling a little bit. And I would love to know about that. Yeah, I mean, I've done segments with like the Today Show and on my own TikTok and I've done styling um, in terms of advising people on like, you know, what to wear and how to dress for your body. And I think it's I think, I mean, I could talk about so many different aspects of that if you mm-hmm. want me to give tips or whatnot. But well, I'm curious, what do you think about the idea of dressing for your body? Because we just did this episode and we were going to do like how to dress for your body in the traditional sense, like what mm-hmm. to do if you're short waisted, long waisted. You know, we didn't really think of specifics, but because when we were planning it, we we suddenly were just like, well, that feels very restrictive. Like, don't mm. you think that everybody should just be able to wear whatever silhouette they like? And and I recognize that like certain people feel better in certain things and and want to yes. want their body to appear a certain way. But there is a freedom in just taking off the leash and just putting on whatever you like. So I guess yeah. what, what do you think about that? I think there's a great movement online right now with curve influencers showing that you don't have to look a certain way to like dress how you want. Like Ella Halikas, my friend. Oh yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah, she recreates like the Bella Hadid looks and Mm -hmm. the this and the that on her body type. And um, I've even done stuff like that, like Hailey Bieber looks. And I do think it's largely in part of like what you said of, do you feel comfortable? Yeah. Like, do you feel your most confident? If you're a curvier girl and you feel your most confident wearing a bikini then wear a bikini Mm -hmm. if you feel you're most confident wearing a one piece then wear the one piece like I really believe like what you exude and the confidence you exude in the clothes that you wear is way more attractive than the way that you look yeah so I'm gonna tell you something this suit that you're wearing right now Mm -hmm. you wore it at your live show at City Winery similar one similar one. okay a similar one (laughs) Wow, you Remy's were so confident that <laughs> night, though, yeah. that I was inspired to also buy a black suit. Oh, uh, was this the suit with the big sleeves? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about a bell sleeve? It was like a long, like, kind of, like a long sleeve. Mm-hmm. Nice. So she inspired you to buy a suit. Yeah. Had you never rocked a suit before? Never. Oh, no, that's not that's not true. I wore one, but it wasn't like I didn't purchase it. I bought a jacket and pants separately that because I'd never fit in a suit before, you know, but so I always wear a suit and I'm in one today. This one's good American. It's actually a three piece suit. Mm -hmm. Like it has like the pants, the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the reason why I like this for me is because 
I feel most confident in it. Yeah. And like I have to go on air later and I'm hosting my podcast and like I know I'll feel my best in this outfit. Yeah. So it's like maybe someone else doesn't see it and think like, you know, some people might see it and be like, that's way too boxy for you. You're too short to be wearing uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, but I, I feel good. I wouldn't say that to you, but I would feel that way about myself wearing a suit. Exactly. But I feel good. See, when I tried on my suit, somebody, I said, what do you think of the suit? And the person who I will not name, because I don't want to throw them under the bus, but they were like, I don't like it. Like, it doesn't look great or whatever. And I was like, I feel amazing in it. And I <laughs> well, bought the suit and I've worn the suit like four times. And the person was like, I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I hate mm. to say this, Remy, but it was your fault for asking. Oh, okay. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Because, <laughs> yeah. it, no, but but this is kind of coming full circle because if it, if what truly matters is how we feel, yeah. then we just shouldn't why ask did people, I even... what do you think? Okay, well, I just wanted them to be like, amazing. <laughs> I just wanted someone to yeah, say no, amazing because I felt so amazing. So I thought, how would they say something other than amazing? Yeah. Right. No, I, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Because once we get other people's then like validation, we're like, oh, we do look good. And like, mm. we all seek that kind of, but I agree. Like for my live show, I was like, I'm going to be on stage. Am I where I want to be with my body? Not necessarily, but I feel comfortable. Yeah. And like, I felt like I looked great. So I, I acted great. Like yeah. I, you know, your confidence shows when you feel like you're wearing something that makes you feel your best. And that's kind of to my point of, I don't think you have to wear like what society thinks fits your bottom. Yeah. Like your bot. I just said your bottom, bottom because I'm thinking of, <laughs> you know why I was thinking about Let that this, crack is brain out. <laughs> this is my brain in two places at once. I was thinking about how like back in the day, the Oprah Winfrey show, they used to be like dress for your apple bottom. Like yeah, they had right. these types, like they yes. had typecast for your body. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel like for years, like it was dress for your body. Do you have an apple body? Do you have a pear body? Do you have an hourglass? Yes. Are you straight body? Do you or whatever? And it was and like, now it's dress for your bottom. And now it's dress for your bottom. <laughs> dress for your bottom. I used to look at those and I'd be like, okay, fair. But also you can't just categorize us into those body types because like you've got variations on those body types. Yeah. Do you know what drove me crazy? I was much heavier than I am now when I was a teenager. And in the women's magazines or the teen magazines, the only option I ever had was to show my calves. Oh, my God. Because it was like, mm. you know, which body part do you want to show off? Yeah. And it was either mm-hmm. like your tits, your ass, your legs or your or no or your calves. <laughs> that was the last. <laughs> oh, my and God. The curvy model would always be the one in a in a knee length skirt. And it'd be like a big red arrow to her calves. <laughs> and I never even realized oh. that calves were sexy. <laughs> they but are you, now. But you know what? I They can be. Yes. Or was that that magazine being like, we need to cover everything on her. That's that's how it felt. And the only thing acceptable is the calf. I I was 14 years Mm -hmm. old. I wasn't thinking about my calves, okay? (laughs) Until I opened this magazine. And they give you insecurities that you didn't even know you had. Exactly. Oh, shit. Like, are my calves too big? Right. (laughs) Because all of a sudden, that's the only thing you're focusing on. Right. What, um, so you said that you had been dressing to hide your body and people were mm-hmm. telling you, no, like don't co- cover up. That's defeating the purpose. Do you think the suit kind of like plays into that? Like, do you think the jacket offers more like security for you or is it the opposite? Is it like, oh, this is a tailored thing that makes me look, you know, it's accentuating my body. Mm. Um, Both. I think my, how I feel comfortable is back to me wanting to like alter my own clothes is like, I, there's a very certain like silhouette that I feel that mm-hmm. enough brands do not do. And that's like, I want my arms covered, but I want it Same. tight at my waist Same. and I want it loose around my tummy yep. and I want it not, I don't want to look like a linebacker with my shoulder pads. Uh, linebacker is a trigger word. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, like, you know, my oldest brother told me that I look like a linebacker. Oh no. When I was young. See, I yeah. clearly have the, the word no, we Somewhere have the same instilled brain. In me. Yeah. We, ha- we all have the same brain. I was saying in the last episode that it came out of my, it just came out of my mouth. Like when I wear this certain thing, I'm scared of looking like a linebacker. Mm. Why? Because we've all heard our moms tell us that. That's mm. why. That is why. But you know what? And anybody listening at home, 
If you're a linebacker, linebackers are beautiful too. That is so true. Okay, so I don't know. Did I mention this? I want to date linebackers. Same. Did I mention this on the pod or just to you privately? Okay, so on How Come recently, I interviewed this guy and we're talking about his sexuality and he's telling me that he had to come out as liking muscular women. And I was like, oh my God. interesting, because I was always afraid of being a muscular woman, because you don't want to be that you don't want to, you know, don't want to take up any space. But you also don't want to be masculine, because like, that's mm-hmm. disgusting. God forbid you're masculine. God forbid. Um, and during this conversation, I go, okay, well, in a lot of your videos, you have hashtag bisexual, like, did you come out as bi at the same time? And he goes, no, I came out as bi years before that. And before I was like, I came out as, as liking, liking muscular, muscular women. women. And I was like, so that just shows you where like the patriarchy's at, where it's like, oh, it's acceptable to be into any guy because guys are the archetype. But then when it comes to a woman looking a little masculine, like that's crazy that anybody would be into that. There is a huge discrepancy between what people are attracted to and what they openly represent as being attracted to. Right. hundred percent. There's a reason why BBW is the number one searched term on porn sites, along with incest, but we don't have to get into that right now. But (laughs) there's a reason, and it's because... Those two things are not on the same level. No, I'm just just saying I've heard that that is a very commonly searched term. It is, it's like a known thing. Um, But don't worry, it's your stepdaddy. Anyway, BBW is one of the most commonly searched terms on porn sites because people certainly find it attractive. And yet... Bigger mm-hmm. black women are disrespected regularly in conversation, you yeah. know, like and, or and in media and stuff. It's like a private thing that people are into mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. body types. And, you know, that can be problematic, too, because then it's you totally get into problematic. fetishization. And, and but my point is, like, the fact that you would need to keep that secret when it's just what you're attracted to. Literally, there was a guy that used to hook up with me in high school and he would talk about how much he loved my body. He loved it so much. He loves curves. He loves softness or whatever. He would never date me. He would only date rail thin women. He would never tell anybody about me. Um, did you date Leo DiCaprio? I did. Um, <laughs> Every guy I've ever dated. No, <laughs> you know, but it's like, and then he would confide in me oh, well, I'm not really attracted to my girlfriend and no, 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 whatever. And I said, stop dating people then that you're not attracted to and that you're just dating yeah, for a status what? symbol. Like maybe date me. If, but at this point I was like, I don't want to date you because you're embarrassed of, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for you publicly. Well, good for you. I would have been like, still date me. <laughs> <laughs> I did for I so many like, years. Yeah, I feel like it's actually been the opposite for me in my life where I've like, maybe not been attracted to someone physically, but mm-hmm. I've liked them so much that then I've become attracted. Like I've, I've become attracted to like who they are as people. Yes. Yeah. So then I'm like really into them based off of like who they are. But then I've realized like, Oh wait, but you only like me for the way I look. Whereas like, I actually like you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know oh what my I God, mean? What a mind fuck. <laughs> oh, it's so- cause I had this guy that comes to mind who chased me for years like I remember he was like I remember the first time I saw you in high school you were wearing this like he just must have thought I was hot like that's what it must have come down to I didn't really find him that attractive but as I got to know him I was like wow like you're great and then Mm -hmm. I really liked him and then once we like made out he was done because he just was after the physical conquest yeah yes and then I was like wait but like I thought you liked me for years. Oh my like, god, that is the I'm longest, really into you. Yeah, that is the longest game of cat and mouse I've ever heard of. Oh, this is the story of my life. <laughs> but that's a whole nother. Were you like pissed that you like gave it to him? You know, like I would be kind of annoyed. Always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, but I think also that's why I have a lot of rules around like sex, which is like for a whole nother podcast. But like, mm. I think I've put up so many barriers in my life because I, I rather never hear from you again and know I didn't sleep with you like for me because that makes Mm. me feel better than never hear from you again and know that we had sex last night like that's just like how I personally feel so for me like it's all attached to like body image or self-worth or whatever but it makes me feel better in knowing like I didn't give you a piece of me and then you like toss me to the side yeah you know it's I mean and this all plays into the 
economy of women's bodies. I yeah. think it's like we have yeah. this thing and we, you know, the, the age old expression, you know, why would he buy the cow if he can get the milk for free? Yeah, like the yeah. cow likes having sex. Yeah, the cow likes having yeah. sex. Okay. <laughs> and like, I, but that is so ingrained in us because I've had that moment too where it's like, oh, why did I sleep with that guy so soon? Like we ended up not ever talking to each other again. Like what a yeah. waste. But it's like, well, if I didn't want to have sex, I shouldn't have had sex. Like that was my decision. It, it It's not and, like a power and That's how play. I feel. Yeah. Like yeah. if I want to have sex with you and no, I'm never going to hear from you again, then I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to ever feel like I'm doing it for you. For sure. That's beautiful. Because that's then where I get sad. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just want to go back to you falling in love with the guy for his personality and him falling in love with you for your looks. I went to a talk the other night. It was like by Match, the dating site. Mm, And they had all mm -hmm. these experts talking. And they said this year, more than any other year, 49% of singles fell in love with someone who was not their initial type or they were not initially Mm. attracted to. Not their type on paper. (laughs) Not Mm. their type on paper. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's like really nice. And I wonder if that coincides with the body positive movement that we've been seeing where you're giving Mm. people more of a chance and like judging them less. I would hope that that's the reason. I hope so. But I wonder what the statistics have been in the past, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people, once they got to know someone, they were much more attracted to them than they thought they would be. I think that's a very common thing. I, I've I've been very open that my boyfriend now is not what I would have said my type was mm-hmm. before I started dating him. He's very slim and he's like a, a little bit taller than me, but we're like pretty much the same size physically. Um, and I always dated guys who were much bigger than me because I wanted to feel small and feminine and yeah. delicate. And, and I yeah. thought that like that that's what... I should appear as. And then, you know, I just met this guy and I was like, wait a second, you're hot too. And it completely transformed my idea of what I thought was hot. Yeah. And I think that happens more often than we realize. Okay, so I was offended because in the beginning of my relationship, I was just like so fucking into my boyfriend. Like I was like, he's Mm. so hot. I'm so into him. Like I love him so much. And he like was not falling in love with me as quickly. And I was like, rude. what the hell is going on? No, rude. that's so rude. Thoughtless. It and, is rude. Um, the other day, we were talking about the fact that I have, I'm kind of, I have limerence. Like I like f- have crazy parasocial relationship crushes or whatever that I'll like cry about for like weeks or whatever. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, like that's why I needed to get to know you mm. Because I am not a limerent. Like, I literally needed to get to know your personality and I liked your personality or whatever. And I was like, that's so nice now. But I remember being so offended mm-hmm. at the time that he mm-hmm. didn't fall in love with me at first sight. Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, the song, Why Are You Why are you So Obsessed With Me? It's like, why are you not, why are you not obsessed with because, me? Yeah. <laughs> that like, is we a, all just, we all want to feel desired, you yeah, know? Yeah. Especially, especially in the beginning. No, he definitely did desire me, but it was it wasn't a done deal, which I used to think of mm-hmm. as a negative, and now I'm like, oh, that's really positive because he's like, that doesn't it mean is. I didn't find you attractive, but attractive wasn't enough to make me go, I'm going to date this person. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you actually like me for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ew. 
<laughs> Which is even better. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. You're crazy. Um, okay. So when you first started putting together outfits as a young person, were you also creative? Like, did you try and yeah. mix and match or sew things or whatever? I, I always like explain my personal style as like what's popular in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, my style's so individual. It's mm. like, if I see a trend, I need to have it the next day. Like I like trends and I'm very um, transparent with the fact that like my style is very fickle because what's in tomorrow night might not be in the next day. And like, I'm, I'm into that. So I but it's always fun to try of- lots of different things. That's the fun and, thing and about trends. Yeah, and I've never been scared to. And I always feel like a lot of people will say things like, oh, well, you could pull that off. It's like, no, no one could pull something off more than anyone else. They just try it. Yeah, you're so right. You you just have to do it. And then it looks like you pull it off. And it goes no back to what you were saying about confidence. Yeah, if you're walking yeah. around with a tiny bag, like if I was walking around with one yes. of those little tiny bags and I, I had this expression on my face like I have diarrhea, <laughs> You know, like, yeah. why, why I feel weird uh-huh. holding this bag. No one's going to buy me and the bag. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe in exactly. it. Exactly. I have to believe in the tiny bag. Yeah. Walk in, own that little bag, pull out a lip gloss, and that's all that could fit in there anyway. <laughs> and also, yeah. I like that you own liking trends because this mm-hmm. is something that I was told to stay away from my whole life, which was like, ugh. Trends come and go, like buy classic stuff, buy classic so that it'll always be relevant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the joy of trends was robbed from me because Mm -hmm. I thought of it as like Uh, tacky or like, you know, just something that's like everyone's doing it. So it's hack or whatever. But like trends are fun because they empower you to be like, oh, everyone's wearing crop tops right now. Okay, let me put on a crop top. Let me put on a a feather fucking boa suit (laughs) well well, no but it it makes you feel more comfortable doing it yeah but you know Mm -hmm. like like maybe you never would have worn a crop top if you didn't see a bunch of girls in washington square park where maybe you never would have worn something with like crazy colors or patterns but because it's like on cider and everybody else is wearing Mm -hmm. it you're like okay i'll try that weird pattern vest you know i like to say invest in classic things but yes you know split you throw your money around on trends like Yes. Buy, yeah, buy cheap when it comes to trends. Like, definitely have a classic capsule, you know, that mm-hmm. like, okay, it's a plain white t-shirt. You've got plain jeans. You've got shoes that you can wear to wherever that a are like a, a classic boot, a good coat. But like, don't rob yourself of the experience and fun that is trends. Yeah, like if you're treating yourself to your first ever designer bag, buy a black bag. If you're buying your first pair of designer shoes, buy black shoes. Like something that you know you're going to wear and that are timeless. But at the same time, like, I like to be in the know. And that's with social trends. That's with things in the news. That's with my clothing. I, like, pride myself on – I think it's cool. I was talking about this concept with my friends the other day. I think it's kind of losery to be like, I hate the younger generation, blah, blah, blah. Legit. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know anything. Yeah. Why? Like, that's kind of Why are you trying to be so old? Yes, that's what I was saying. I'm like, why do you think it's cool to be like old and like ex and just not know know anything about what's – Yes. Like I think it's really cool to know what's going on. I have an aunt who always knew all of the songs to the things like that we were listening to growing up. And I was like, I hope I'm as in tune when I'm her age. Like this is fucking cool. That's how I feel. Like she would sing along to the thong song with you. Hell yeah. That was my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, she she would have like the National Enquirer and I would like read about all the celebrities. And that's probably where I get it from. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at least for me, I take that into fashion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if people are wearing sock boots I want to wear sock boots if people are whatever it may be like I I, I just figure out a way to make it work and I think that's a good way to kind of stay up to date on what's like happening in fashion yeah you know I I like that you're owning that and I also think like making something work for you is a way of being creative with it yeah like all trends are not going to look the same on 
each person, you have to adapt it to your own personal style. So I think it's fun to see what people do with different trends. I also, I like the hodgepodge you were bringing up TikTok. I love the hodgepodge of generational styles getting mixed on TikTok. Like you'll see somebody with bell bottoms, but then they're wearing like a really Mm -hmm. futuristic like set of glasses or something, you know, like just, I feel like right now in fashion is like a great free for all. I actually feel like Gen Z has inspired me to find my personal style a little bit more um, because I obviously, like I said, love trends. I'll always stay on trends, but I actually, before I moved a month ago, I really downsized my wardrobe Mm -hmm. and I was going through my closet and I was like, I have so much stuff from Zara in here with tags on it. And this yeah. isn't okay. Yeah. Ooh, send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sold it all, girl. Oh, it's it's it. gone. It's far gone. <laughs> but I basically, I did a closet sale, which was great. But I basically was um, downsizing my wardrobe because I'm like, I want to just have the staples. And then I want to buy a few trendy pieces. And then I want that to be it. And find my personal style again. Like I said, sew some Mm -hmm. things, thrift some things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just like mass buy everything from these fast fashion websites and then not wear half of it. So Gen Z is definitely inspired that. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's so, so wasteful. It's so wasteful. Yeah. I I, I mean, yeah. And Gen Z, they are more conscious about that stuff, which is good. I've said outfit repeating. It's not cheap. It's branding. Absolutely. And it's good for the environment. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I buy a lot secondhand. And it's good because you know it fits. Yeah. What outfit repeat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, I rewear my same outfits all the time. All the time. I bet you're rewearing that suit. That fabulous three-piece suit. This is what I'll do. Like, I'll wear it once on camera, once to dinner, once to an event. Like, I'll wear it. Yes. You know, once around family. Yeah. Love it. You mark it on the Google (laughs) Cal also. Exactly. Um, Well, I am going to follow you because I need to see all your outfits now and I want to keep up with you. Where can people find you and follow you? Awesome. Thank you. It's publicity, P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y on Instagram and TikTok. And then the podcast is Tea with Publicity. We have a lot of conversations like this. And I also interview reality stars and influencers and some cool pop culture people. Wow, so fun. Thank you for coming, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. Of course. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And, of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.